Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. I want to preach a message today. Just, just a, a, we, we, we usually say these are just one-off messages that we feel like the Lord is speaking to us and ministering to us. And then I want to just share what the Lord has been reminding me of over the last couple of weeks. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Mark chapter 10. Mark 10, how many of you brought your physical Bibles to church? Hold them up. You get extra jewels in your crown in heaven today. <laughs> Some of you are like, that's offensive. I want, it's okay. You have your phones? You have your Bibles on your phones? Cool. You also get it. It just might be a little smaller. <laughs> I do want to encourage you, bring your Bibles to church. I don't really do this, but I, I just really feel, just highlight, take notes, not because it's a good message, but because this message might not pertain to you today, but in a couple weeks or a month, you might be sitting in a moment where something is said from this, this time and or at any time the word's preached, and you might say, hey, I remember, and I can go back and look, okay? Amen? Um, Mark chapter 10, I, I want to just share um, a, a message entitled, Greatness Reimagined. Greatness Reimagined. You know, I think, I think for me personally, I, I can pick up my, the Bible, and I can read the words of Jesus, and sometimes what happens for me personally, I don't know about you, this is just me, but the words of Jesus become common. Anybody else want to get in this boat with me? Me and Pastor Reuben. Praise the Lord. Your pastors are leading strong. Where, where I just read it and it's so familiar. Let me say it that way. It's so like I've heard this before. I've, I, I, I've sung this before. We've turned it into song. I've prayed this before. I know the words of Jesus and it becomes very familiar. The words of Jesus, I, I want to encourage us, are never familiar. They're life. Every single time we open up the word, he is the word. Every time we open up the word and we read the word, beginning to end, but even the words of Jesus, I pray they never become common or familiar. That, that, that we allow ourselves, when we go into our time with the Lord, that we allow ourselves to let the Holy Spirit dissect us, cut us, perfect us, change us, transform us. Amen. And so when we come to the word today, I, this, is, this is a familiar passage of scripture, specifically the last couple verses. And we could sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this is a good word. I, I think my mom might have had this on a plaque in the living room. I mean, it's like one of those types of scripture verses where you walk by and you see it all the time. But the, the, this, the, where this is coming from today, I felt like the Lord over the last couple of weeks has been dealing with me to say, I've, I'm never, I, he never wants me to graduate from this. He never wants us to graduate from this reality of Jesus, this truth of being a part of the kingdom of God. If you, are, if you are saved and been redeemed by Jesus, you are a son and daughter now, you are in the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? And so being in the kingdom, we never, uh, he never wants us to, to come out from thinking, well, we know it all. Kids don't know much. <laughs> Did you know that? My son's really smart. My daughter's really smart, but, but they don't know. 
a ton. They, they constantly are asking questions. I mean, I think Rachel, how good Rachel last week preached, just thank the Lord for that word, come on. Um, and she said, she said, our daughter is constantly asking the word why. She wants to know why. I think it's for us always going back and going, I'm just a kid in the kingdom, and I want to know, what are you about? Even if I've heard it a hundred times, I still want to know it again today. And this, this is something we need to grab a hold of. So I just wanted to kick us off with that, that, that the words of Jesus, I just pray today, don't become familiar, all right? Greatness reimagined. Mark 10, verse 35, and Jesus is heading to the cross, so it's coming to the end. He's shared a lot about that already. He's talked a lot about it. He's given insight to what he's going to do for humanity. And it gets to this moment when he's with the disciples and James and John, two brothers, love this story. They come to Jesus. And actually, what's interesting is the title of, of, of this in many, many things is, 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 is learning how to serve, understanding what it means to serve. And James and John, here in this moment, they say this. So then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him, speaking of Jesus, teacher, they said, we want, to, we want you to do us a favor. <laughs> Don't you love that? Hey, Jesus, we just, we're just asking for a favor here. You know, Jesus is not against you asking him things. Okay, let me say it this way. The grace of Jesus is so big that you can come in and ask whatever. But if it's not according to what he needs to do, he'll, he'll mess you up. <laughs> he'll rearrange your, your request and he'll move you into what he needs you to do. That's how big grace is. I love that. But, but James and John goes, hey, can you do us a favor? And, and Jesus, already knowing, this is the weird thing that I can't come to grips with and understand for Jesus being fully God yet fully human, right? But, but like it's, it's him. And so he goes, what is your request? And they replied, when, when you sit on your glorious throne, could you imagine these brothers looking at one another saying, who's gonna ask the question? <laughs> James is like, John, you're doing it. You're older, I doubt it. When you sit on your glorious throne, we, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are, are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the bapti baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Come on, you guys should laugh when you read the Bible like these brothers. Oh, yes, we are. Surely we are. They weren't getting it, right? We, we are able, they said. And then Jesus told them, okay, you, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. He's, he's speaking to their future. But I have no right to say who will sit at my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the 10 other disciples heard what James and John asked, they were indignant. I, I laugh and wonder if it's because they didn't find the wherewithal to ask that question. They're like, man, they beat us, they beat us to it. Uh, so Jesus called them all together, right? Gathered the disciples and said, you know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. And this right here, verse 43 through 45 is what we want to land today. But among you, it'll be different. Everyone say it'll be different. Say it like you believe. It'll be different. But among you, it, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. 
For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Right? The familiar passage of Scripture that my mom had on her plaque. Reminding us when she told us to take the trash out. <laughs> Look, son. It's like, yes, mom. For even the Son of Man came to be served, but not, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom of many. These are the words of Jesus. This is, this is profoundly different than the words of humanity today. Right? I mean, the kingdom of God is a kingdom that is upside down. It doesn't operate in the same way as, as the world's kingdoms operate. I, I, maybe it's just me. I, I don't hear the world leaders saying, or leaders of any, not just the world, but of, of, of positions, whatever, whatever the case might be. I don't hear people in general talking about, you know what, in order to be great, I'm going to serve. Do you? I hear, in order to be great, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> and I'm going to climb over whoever i got to climb over. And I'm going to make it happen however I need to make it happen. Some of you are like, I know, that's how my boss is. Pray for them. <laughs> Jesus comes and reveals the kingdom of his Father, the, the kingdom of God, and says, in the kingdom of God, it is not like that. It's not like the rulers and the authorities that they are seeing presently in Jesus' times where, where they rule and they lord it over people and they make sure people know who's in charge. No, no, Jesus says, no, listen, guys. My kingdom is different. Can I remind you simply, when you came to Jesus, you became a different person. You, you came under a whole different operating system. Do you ever get a phone upgrade and you love it? None of you have ever upgraded your phones. You're lying. You're like, are we supposed to respond? And it's like brand new upgrade system. It's like, oh, I had the worst. I had a phone that was cracked, busted, broken for years. It was a razor. You know, anybody, now some of you young people are like, what's that? Like a shaving razor? No, it was gold. It was a flip phone. It was awesome. And I remember the day I got my first iPhone. I was like, I have arrived. <laughs> Finally, glory be to God, I have made it. Showing everybody, check out my hands. <laughs> Guys, I have one of these? They're like, yeah, for like two years. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's like, it's like you got to understand, when you, when you came into the kingdom, you became new. You became new. And in becoming new, now you, 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 become, you become people that sit under his, his words and his authority and he th the way he thinks and the way he operates, the way the kingdom yeah. operates. You don't get to choose and pick how you want to do this thing. You, you come under what Jesus says. I'll talk to this side of the room because when you come to Jesus, you come under what he says. And he says, I do this different. And he says to his disciples, you now have to do this different. You now actually have to live different than the way that the rest of the world might live. You have been called to be different. See, greatness is, is not a bad thing. I'm not against you all wanting to be great. We actually, as a church, believe and desire for you all to be great. Jesus desires for that. Do you understand that? Like, as sons and daughters of the one that created the universe, he's not like, just sit on the sidelines and don't be great. He wants you to be great. But he wants you to be great in his order. This is going to mess with some of us. But this is, this is one of those, we can't move past this ever. 
Because if we do get out of all, into all sorts of stuff and a lot of sorts, Jesus desires for you to do great things through the gifts and talents and abilities he's given you. Do you understand that? Every one of you have been given a gift and a talent and ability that someone else does not have. The people sitting next to you do not have the same gifts and talents and abilities. I can't do surgery on someone. I shouldn't try. I want to. I should not try. I'd love to, I, I would love. To. I should not do it. I didn't go to 27 years of med school. Like, it's not a good idea. Right? Bless you all. We need you. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, I want to be great. I want to be a doctor. He's like, Jay, you're not a doctor. Just calm down. Right? He wants you to do great things with what he's given you. It's his gift. I said it, I think, a couple weeks ago. Everything you've been given inside of you, you did not do it. You didn't just, some of you are like, I've studied for hours. Yes, you have. But he gave you that brain. He gave you that calling. He gave it to you. And now he's saying, in it, do great things with it, but make sure that the foundation of it is this, that you serve with it. You serve with it. See, greatness today, it's, if you ask people what it means to be great, you'll get all sorts of different answers. But I think like baseline is like, well, greatness looks like making a whole bunch of money. No, some of you are like, no, that's not great. Okay. Like, like making a whole bunch of money. Greatness today looks like posting a video and praying to God you get a million views. Just if I hit that one, I just need that one video. I just need that one video. If I hit that one video with that thousand, a million views and clicks and comments, I have arrived. That's greatness. I mean, think about it. We have, we have people that all of a sudden, and it's not a knock, but it's like, like I, I know it's like all of a sudden, it's like one video happened, one moment happened, and now they're great. They're sitting in something that like, whoa, I, how did I get here? Because of clicks on a phone. And what's crazy is we're listening to a lot of them. <laughs> Some of you are like, here he goes again on social media, huh? But it's like, it's like, <laughs> don't, don't test me. <laughs> but it's like, listen, we, we, we are in this cultural moment where greatness is defined by what you do, what you have, what you drive. <laughs> I was making a joke to someone this weekend. I, I went to play, I was invited to play golf. I have no notes there. You guys are like, we're, we're with you. We know. <laughs> I, I, I got invited to go play one time at, at golf and I love the game, and I got invited to go play at a really nice place. And I pulled in with my 2012 Toyota Camry. And I pulled in, and I realized I should have Ubered. <laughs> I should have ordered a black. <laughs> and I, walked, I pulled into the, the lot, and I was like, "Where? I do not belong here. And the Lord said, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You might not play well, but you belong here. <laughs> It's like we base our lives off of what others have and what we don't have and how great they are because of what they have. You don't know their story. You don't know what they're involved with. You don't know what they're dealing with. Trust me, it's not always what we think. But we sit here and go, well, that's greatness. That's what it's like to be great. That's, if I could only get to that place in position or that, 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 that bump in pay or that new role at the job or that thing, be great, guys. Work hard. 
dominate in your fields. But, but if it's the heart's desire to go, man, if I could just, if I could just, James and John, if I could just sit next to you. Now, they're, they're in this kingdom moment where, where they're part of, of, of witnessing the Roman Empire building and, and ruling and lording. And, and they thought that Jesus would come on that white horse with the sword in his head and the spear and shield. And Jesus comes in a manger on, uh, to, to parents and, and just, uh, just, just no one knowing it. But James and John see the miracles. They see the wonder. They see the power. They see it all. And now they're like, this is the king. And they're like, he's come to just turn this place upside down. So, hey, Jesus. Can I sit next to you while you start ruling and reigning here on this earth? And he's like, listen, you don't understand what's going on here. See, we all get mad. Well, I, I don't know. I've read it before. Like James and John, you guys, come on. They were living in it. We get to read it. And we're no different. It's like, Jesus, hey, 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 I want to be great. So can you answer all of my requests? Can you, just, can you just answer this one thing that I, I just asked for this one thing. If this one thing can happen, I promise I will give. It's like if I just hit this one moment um, on, the, on the check, I will, I will sow into the kingdom of God. Can I tell you something? You will not sow if you don't do it now. You can make a million dollars or ten dollars. If you don't start to practice the heart of generosity, you. That, that's a good word. Amen, I know. Jesus comes and redefines what greatness is in this moment right here. He, in previous chapters, he shares in Mark about what it means to, to be great and what it means to have a heart that wants to yearn for him and long for him. He tells the, you know, sell everything you have and it's a heart issue. But in this moment, when James and John ask this request, Jesus brings them all in, all 12. I love that about Jesus, that this isn't just for James and John. This word isn't just for some of us in this house. This word is for all of us. Jesus brings them all close. And he says, listen up to what I'm about to say because you need to grab this because this is how the kingdom works. This is actually what greatness is. That the greatest among you will be servants. What? No, I'm in the kingdom. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a prince in the king. No, serve. Be a servant. Put the towel over your arm, right? Get the water and wash feet. That's what Jesus would say. Wait a second. Hold on. Anybody else like, whoa, this is not great. There's nothing glamorous. It's not going to get a lot of likes. I don't know about this, but he's like, yeah, yeah that's the point. That's actually the point. <laughs> he doesn't need you to be like the world who lords over it and has their authority, makes sure everybody sees it. He needs you to go serve. He needs you to go give your life up to those around you. He needs you to go give your life up to your spouse and to your kids. I tell people all the time when premarital counseling or even marriage counseling, I say to them, listen, stop competing in your marriage. Rachel and I talk about this a lot. You know, we're in Enneagram, I'm a three and she's a one, I think. And some of you are like, what are you talking about? I don't even know. I don't claim to know this stuff. But <laughs> you know what our counselors, premarital counselor said to us one time? This is so, I'm telling you a lot today. They said, oh, that's going to be an interesting combination. I was like, what does that mean? They're like a three and a one. Ooh. <laughs> We're type A, right? We get things done. We want, to, we want to move mountains and make sure we move them fast. We want to make sure things get done. If you don't know, this is how Rach and I are. So it's like, we're going to do this thing. And so we start competing. Who's going to do it better? We are not allowed to play board games together. 
We just recently played Scramble, and it was awesome. Why? Because I, I, we didn't know what we were doing. We were spelling, I was spelling words I thought were real, and she's like, those <laughs> I tell married couples all the time, you want to compete in your marriage? The only competition you should have is how you're going to outserve one another. That's the only competition that should be in this marriage. Or if you're in a relationship with someone, if you're in friendship with someone, the only competition, stop walking in the room and trying to one-up each other. Oh, I got this job. Oh, I got this job. Oh, I got this thing. Oh, I got this. Stop it. Just serve one another. What would it look like for, for the city and the world to see the body of Christ serving one another and seeing the greatness of Jesus invade our lives and seeing people that are like, I'll give my life to serve one another. You want to be great in the kingdom of God. Greatness in the kingdom of God is that, being a servant. See, when you get to heaven, or when I get to heaven, I've come to grips with it. He's, he, he's not going to stand there. The Lord is not going to stand there and be like, welcome, JP. And I'm, I'm going to be like, yes, I'm, I'm here. He's not going to be like, hey, Jay, um, your church never moved past this amount of people. So this is my context, right? Some of you, your context. I'm not going to get to heaven. He's going to be like, hey, you, you didn't get past this. You didn't do this. You didn't write 14 books. You didn't do prison ministries every day. You didn't, like, he's not going to, are you listening with ears to hear today? He's, he's not going to say that to me. He's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful. What does he say? Oh, there it is again. Servant. Wait, so when I stand before the Almighty One, at the end of this life, He's not going to have a list of all the things that I did, all the money that I made, all the, all the, 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 the goals and the accolades. He's not, he's not going to look at it. No. He's not going to look at any of it. He actually, <laughs> yeah, he won't look at any of it. He's going to go, well done, the good and faithful servant. That word servant is the word that brings greatness to our lives. Are you hearing me today, church? This is what Jesus says James, John, disciples, listen. I don't operate the way that this, this, this world and the culture does. I'm different. My father's house, my father's kingdom is different. It's different. It actually says, but among you, it will be different. Did you hear me? That's the, that's the words of Jesus. This is red letters. This is, this is Jesus saying, it will actually be different. So serve. Give your life up. Is it hard to serve? If you're shaking your head no, please impart in me. It's, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy waking up and, and serving your, your spouse when you just want the extra five, ten minutes of sleep and the kids are up and you're just like, please, babe, can you do it? It's not easy all the time to be like, yes, Lord, I want to sign up to serve in the kids' zone and be with the kids and minister to them for, for four hours while everyone gets to sit downstairs in the service. Can I tell you, that's just as much of a part of this church as this? Can I, can I tell you, like, they're not doing something different. We're all in this. But, but it's not easy to go, hey, you know what? I'll give up my life. It's quiet church this morning. It's not easy to go, you know what, yes, you know what, Lord, you, you call me to go serve my coworker who drives me nuts, but you actually told me that to, to, this was different. So instead of talking about the coworker at, at the cafeteria line, go serve the, ca the, the coworker 
Are you hearing me this morning? This is different. This is actually what it means to be great. Is to go, man, you know what? This is hard, but it's worth it. Because when you get to him, he's going to say, well done, that good and faithful. Well done, that good and faithful what? Servant. Jesus came to give his life up. Not to come to be served, but to serve. This is what Jesus did. And Jesus is now looking at the disciples, the ones that will go and launch churches and continue the, 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 the sharing the gospel. And now we read the words from, from Peter and Paul. And we see all that. And all throughout the thread line, it's like, serve. Serve. Give up your life for one another. What? Stop being so selfish. <laughs> right? I think really why the Lord's messing with me is like, we got to stop being selfish. Self-centered, self-absorbed, self-focused. How many more words of self can I add to this? I think those are all of them. Because it's different when you came to him. It's entirely different. Now, some of you are like, well, what about boundaries? I love them. I actually think they're healthy. But when those become the thing that we're more consumed with, then, man, you know what? I need to pick up this phone call. I know that this phone call is going to require something of me that I don't really have in me right now. Nobody's ever been. Okay. I, I've, I've sat in my house. Okay, can I share a personal? I've sat in my house and the phone's ringing. Some of you are like, it was me. I know it was me. It's none of you in this room. Some of you are like, dang it, I'm never calling him again. It's, no, no, no. Just a little, you know, day, a day, a day of just going, going, going. And I see the phone ring. And I'm like, oh. And the Lord said, answer it. I was waiting for the last, like the last, oh, Lord, I missed it. I didn't see it. He's like, stop it. I said, Lord, this is my time. I've given my day already to people. This is my time. He said, answer the phone. Answer the phone. I'll refresh you in your time. But it comes down to like being sensitive to the spirit, knowing the heart of Jesus. Listen, listen, in all of this, I'm not telling you that, that you should serve to gain any sort of love from Jesus. I'm not telling you to serve to gain any position with Jesus. Are you hearing me? We don't believe that. We serve from a position already. Do you understand me? We serve from the position of being kids, his sons and daughters. We serve from that position. I don't answer the phone so that I can get an approval from the Lord. He's like, well done, that good and fair. No, I do it because I've, already, I've been approved. And I know his heart. And his heart said, minister to this phone call. But are we aware that often when we feel that tug on our heart, it's not just good vibes. That it's actually the Holy Spirit prompting you to serve, the king, serve people and reveal the kingdom. Because the difference between the body of Christ serving and the world serving is we have something attached to it and it's this. Supernatural hope. Did you hear me? We have a different thing attached to it when we serve and we desire to do it because we've, we've heard the words of Jesus, we have something different attached to it, and it's supernatural hope attached to it. 
You know, I, I've heard recently, I'm almost done. You guys are all right? Just helping you today. I heard recently that, well, it's, it's been coming around in circles that I sit with with pastors about how the church is on a decline in America. In America, it is, right? In the West, in the, West the church is on the decline, if you didn't know that, okay? Now, as a, as a pastor and leader, that's sobering, and I have to sit there with the Lord sometimes. And, and I was sitting with the Lord two days ago. I was like, Lord, I'm really tired of hearing that. Anybody else? Like, I'm tired of seeing generations just leave the faith. I'm tired of seeing generations coming up that aren't even in the house, in, in the church. I, you all are great. You're here. This, isn't, this is a word to spur us on. I'm tired. I, 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 and, and, and maybe tired is not the right word. Maybe I'm frustrated. Lord, you said your kingdom would advance, your church would advance, the gates of hell will not prevail. I talk to God like this. He's like, oh, no, my church is growing. <laughs> my church is, he, he said, my church is growing. It's growing all over the world. It's growing everywhere. I said, why? <laughs> Mike, my daughter, why? Why, Lord? He said, because the West, I'm, I, this is a prophetic, I stand in the fear of the Lord saying this, because this is a personal time with the Lord. Is this okay? He said, because the West has lost the art of serving. We're independent. Free to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, with whoever you want. And he said, this is not what I've called my kingdom to be about. My kingdom is not to just be about me and get mine and grab a hold of whatever I can grab a hold of and climb over top. It's not, it's not it. And I just wondered if we would look at the words of Jesus just afresh and anew today and get a glimpse of the kingdom once again and be like, man, I wonder what it would look like if 200 people would grab a hold of this and be like, you know what, I am? I'm called to serve. I wonder what would happen with your neighbors, with your coworkers. Well, you've been praying for your coworker. Praise the Lord. The Lord's hearing it. Now he's saying, you go do it. We're praying for a harvest. We'll go, 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 <laughs> go see the harvest happen. The Holy Spirit leads people to salvation. Hear me. But I think sometimes he's just looking for people to go and serve people. Are you hearing me, church? He's going to mess with you. I, I hope it does. Because I, I think we're just at this place where it's like, man, we are seeing people lose their lives. Why? Because we're safe. We have our bubble. We have my crew. I have enough friendships. I have enough people. I'm not telling you to, to, to lay your life down and to, 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 to just get run over. That, But maybe I am. Jesus is saying, I gave my life up as a ransom. If you want to be great, I'm not asking you to go on a cross, but like, I, like Jesus did, he's saying, but I'm asking you to give up your life for everyone around you. I'm asking you to have the hands open and just say, take whatever you need to take. Give whatever you can give. He's saying, I want your life to be a testimony to me, Jesus is saying. Jesus is like, listen, you want to be great. Learn to serve. Get low. Get humble. Success in the kingdom is faithfulness, obedience, wrapped in humility. That's what success in the kingdom is. It's faithfulness, it's obedience, and it's wrapped in humility. It's going like, I, I just want to see people come to know him. I'll finish with this. This is my third close. 
we, we have, and, and part of that word came from the Lord is because I, I have a dream in my heart. I, I want to see something one day. I won't share it today, but it's like I was talking with the Lord about like, how do we do this and how do we get there and how do we see the kingdom of God advance here in Chicago, just for Chicago today. And for so long, we've, 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 we've labeled so many things leadership in church. And it, like how many, just show of hand, no, no, no knock to anybody. How many of you have grown up in church? Okay, no knock to anybody, please hear me. But for so long in my context, all I heard was like, you are called to be a leader. You're gonna be called to be a leader. You're called to be a leader. Leader, 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 leader. Anybody else? Like it's like all leader, 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 leader. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we have leadership colleges, leadership advancements. I, I'm not knocking, hear me please, hear my heart. Well, you're like, I, I said I will not ask that anymore because I don't even hear my heart, so my heart's not good. Hear what I'm saying. What would it look like? Instead of leadership colleges, we started calling them servant colleges. You want to come to servant college? Anybody? I, I don't think we'll get the lines as long as, you want to come to my servant college? And training and equipping, I have servant servant right here. And the first thing I'd hand you is a bucket and a towel. You're like, what? I'm a leader. My mom's told me my whole life. It's like, yeah, praise the Lord, you are. You're going to do something great. Believe that. But come to my servant college. Come sit under servant learning hood. Are you hearing me? Does that make sense? I, it's like, what are we doing? Because somehow in leading and in, in becoming great, we think once we arrive to this position, I don't got to do the things that I once. It's like, no, no one's above anything. If you're too big to serve you, you'll be way too small to lead. You know, my team, and the fourth course, we have a great team here. Phenomenal leadership, our senior leadership team, all of us, directors, everybody. How many of you are thankful for our church? Right? But, but I, they get mad at me because I still show up. <laughs> they get upset. They're like, go. I'm like, no, please, I, I will. But I don't want to ever outgrow. I'm not big enough or too big to set up some chairs for you all to come and put your butts in them. You know, someone does this. Did you all know some people set this up? Were you guys aware of that? And if you're not, hear me. People come early to make sure every chair is in order. Every, you're like, well, I, I, I don't need it. Okay, next week, chairs will be in the back. I'm just kidding. Like, I don't, I don't want to lose out on the great joy of setting up chairs. I, I don't want to lose out on the great joy of serving his house, his, his place where he's going to dwell and move. I don't want to miss it. I'll give up my life for this. Well, you're a pastor. This is what you should be. No, I'm a son before I'm a pastor. I'm a son of God. You're a son and daughter of the king before you're anything else. So that position is the position that's saying, give up your life and serve. Come to my servant college. The Lord is inviting you to his to servant college. I just pray today that you come to grips with this. That you never come to a place where it's, ah, I just, I don't know. That we get broken of that. 
And I think if we can do that, and some of you do it, man, what impact would we have across the city? Amen? What would people see? They would see a, a Savior that gave up his life. Gave up his life so that we could walk in freedom. Amen? You stand to your feet. I'm going to brand Servant College. Yeah? Look at our comms team. They're like, oh, really? Servant College. Greatness in the kingdom is, is that. It's not, it's not what you've done. It's not what you're going to do. It's not your... It's... it's not your failures. It's becoming a servant. So yeah, calling forth servanthood in the church, it's important. We serve one another when we serve in the house. We're, we have needs, and I'm not, I'm not here to twist your arm and serve in the house. Serve your family. Serve in your relationships. Serve your kids. Serve your co-workers. Serve. Oh, you may not get an award <laughs> you might not get a cool plaque you might not get a bump in pay but you'll get to eternity because isn't this what this is all about you'll get to eternity and he'll go well done that good and faithful well done that good and faithful amen Lord we really really need you and we thank you Lord that today, this is a word for us to receive once again. Holy Spirit, transform us, change us, and help us to be a people that have greatness reimagined in our hearts and minds. Lord, I thank you for every gift and talent and ability that you've put inside of people. They're from you. Lord, I pray that the foundation would be that, that we would serve and use our gifts and talents and abilities to serve many, to serve many, to serve your house, to serve the ministries within the house, to serve our city, to serve. Lord, that is what you've called us to do. And I just believe and I, and I, and I, and I hope in, in great faith that as people grab a hold of this, we will see your kingdom come and your will be done. We will see Chicago transformed upside down because when people say yes to coming outside of self and coming in under what you've done, what you did is you gave your life for us. So we receive you once again and we say yes to this. We say yes to this. Things will be different. Things will be different, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you today. Love you, church.